Longhorns Unfiltered here from Royal Memorial Stadium, where tonight Texas in a rather uh, fascinating game here tonight. They are they win fifty to forty eight, but this is one of those guys where it felt almost like a loss. Here with Cedric Golden, Danny Davis again. I'm Brian Davis. Uh, where do we want to start, guys? Well, let's start with the finish because that's what a lot of fans are going to remember. Cameron Dicker hits a thirty three yard field goal as time expires. Sam Ellinger gets the ball back with one eleven left. Uh, makes two very good throws to Colin Johnson, and then another six-yard pass to Devin Duvernay. Sets the horns up in, in a great spot, and then Dicker the kicker uh, drives it home through. First game winner at home and first real game winner since Oklahoma last year. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to say um, the story was that they won. They're 5-2. and they won, they won, said. They're 3-1. and one. They won, Winning's they won, hard. They baby. won, dog. Winning's hard. But I'm going to tell you, man, that defense is horrible. And... <laughs> I don't I don't begrudge them a W. That's what it's all about. But when you give up 569 yard, yards of offense mm-hmm. to the Kansas freaking Jayhawks and Carter Stanley who got Charlie Strong fired nearly got Tarn Orlando uh the gate maybe after the season, but the fact that they won that Tom was able to spin it, you know, because it's a W. But Danny, um, I'd like to get your thoughts. Uh, we'll get on. This, we'll get to Sam later. Your thoughts on this defense? Is it fixable, or is it just something that's going to be put together with a bunch of gauze pads and and some uh, robotussin? To be fair, I mean, me and Brian were on the sideline, and I looked out on that final <clears throat> drive, and I was like, "That's Mason Ramirez out there." Yes. And Brian had. Brian probably doesn't know Mason Ramirez. I only know him because I used to cover preps around here, and Mason was a great safety for Round Rock High School before he walked on at Kansas and then left Kansas to walk on at Texas. So that kind of tells you what this Texas defense is kind of dealing with right now. Mason Ramirez is playing quality minutes. David Gabenda, who Brian wrote about earlier this year when he switched from linebacker to running back, he started at linebacker today. Byron Vons, who's most known for what his mom says on Twitter, Mother Hustler, is uh, mm-hmm. is getting quality minutes. Lead, is second on the team in tackles. Mauro Ojimo got his first career start today. Uh, Demarvian Overshone played great, but it was his first start today. So, I mean, this is a Texas team that, because of all the injuries, because of some effectiveness, they're just throwing guys out there and they're playing quality minutes, which is kind of crazy to crazy to think about. And that and that really is the issue now going forward. I mean. You can't fix this. You you, you just can't. And not fixable. It's not fixable. And and uh, I, that's I'm not saying that to try to you know throw coaches or anybody like that under the bus. But it's it's not fixable. And what I mean by that is is that they've got too many guys that are hurt. Too many of their key guys are hurt. Um, the statistics, you know, now that we are seven games into the season, the statistics are kind of fixed. So this defense is likely to finish. Um, uh, you know, as the worst defense in school history, statistically speaking, um, and they still have to play Baylor. They still have to play Iowa State, two teams that are really getting it together. Texas Tech, absolutely. Red Raiders are you know they're going to break come off, score. offensive. They'll score points. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think that um, you know, forget about getting to Arlington anymore. This is literally now going to be a week to week war, and the offense has got to carry them to victory. Yeah, it has, and, and that puts even more of the onus on Sam Ellinger, Colin Johnson, Devin Duvernay, Keontae Ingram, Rashawn Johnson, and the resurgent Kate Brewer, who called himself a nice little 
pass. He's still on the team, BD. Well, I was the one who was like, I don't even know if they have any more tight ends, but look <laughs> at the tight ends go. Look at that. But, you know, and uh, I, I did think that tonight, offensively, I did think there was a little bit of an overcorrection with Jake Smith. I think the coaches knew that they did not get him involved the last few weeks like they should have. And tonight they were, like I said, overcorrecting for it. I mean, a direct snap on fourth and two in the middle of the field, come on, what are you doing? I'm sorry. That's you a bad had a chance call. to move in the running back, and you didn't. So don't be putting him in the Wildcat. Yeah. Rashawn Johnson in the Wildcat. Okay, he's a quarterback. That worked. I like that, but not not Jake Smith. Now, I do want to say, though, that I have, no, I have zero problems with Herman going for it on those two fourth downs. Me neither. In the middle of the field. I just, I just wasn't crazy about the Jake Smith play call. Yeah, I wasn't either, and I think I think that uh, they got a little bit too cutesy yes. down there. Don't get cute because it's obvious that you're not stopping anybody, and they're playing a TCU team next week that rolled Kansas fifty-one to fourteen. So, and this is not a this is not a great TCU. A uh, ball club. They rolled they, Kansas. They rolled Kansas. Oh dear, fifty-one fourteen. <laughs> so I guess I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. That's why you need to read the paper. It's <laughs> gonna be in the paper. It's gonna be in the paper. Whatever we print it, fifty-one fourteen earlier in conference play. So um, it, we know it's not fixable. They found a way to win. Uh, Danny, if if you could put a bow on this uh, offensively. Uh, on the bright side, uh, Tom Tom wasn't happy with the four turnovers, but boy, they had a lot of yards. Sam threw for one yard short of four hundred, and and um, they had a hundred yard rusher in Sam and Keontae Ingram. So uh, at the end of the day, the numbers were there, even if they did have some turnovers. Yeah, Colin Johnson, you know, we got to see him kind of have a Colin Johnson game after you know his hamstring injury cost him three games, and he left OU early last week with a head injury. Devin Duvernay was Devin Duvernay. Keontae Ingram, after we were asking earlier in the week if Roshan Johnson's to be RB1, you know, rushed over for 100. So offensively, there's a lot of things to you know be pleased about. You know, granted it's Kansas, and I don't know, um, and, you know, they weren't showing up the world's greatest defense either. So you know, offensively, there's I don't think there's a lot. There isn't as much to nitpick as Tom Herman would like you to believe, but you know they, you know that was also a terrible pick on Sam's behalf that yeah. you know could have cost them dearly. But you know when they needed the offense to show up, they drove right down into kick, you know kicking range for Cameron Dicker, and he got it done. I see, and then to me that's the thing about as this uh, with this five games left in the regular season, as long as they've got QB one out there. They're, they're going to be competitive in every one of these games. You know, whether the defense gives up 1,000 yards or whatever, I think Sam can keep them in these games. Look at what he did tonight, 31 of 44 uh, for, for basically 400 yards and four TDs and said, I know that you and we, all three of us talked about this, he was kind of off. He was. He missed he was some easy off. throws. There was a, those little hitch routes that they like to use to start drives off. He airmailed a couple of them. One of them, Devin Duvernay, had blockers in front of him. Mm-hmm. It would have would have gone for a while. He missed some easy throws, and he made an uncharacteristic uh, interception down on his own doorstep. So, um, 400 yards passing is nothing to shake a stick at. But uh, Sam will be the first to admit that he could have played much better. Yeah, absolutely. Devin Duvernay, eight catches for 110, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, Colin, 8 for 96. Brennan Eagles, Jake Smith, Cade Brewer. We go round on down the list. But, again, I think from a from a from uh, an individual perspective, the best thing that happened tonight offensively, at least in my mind, was Keontae Ingram getting back on track. Because 
you know, I think we're well established here how I feel about Keontae, but the fact is they are going to need two solid running threats the rest of the way. So you need Ingram to sort of get his confidence and, and, and get his mojo back. I mean, you got Kirk Johnson. I don't know why, you're, why y'all are complaining. There you go. Quit hating. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd like to see Kirk get a little bit of run, but obviously in a close game like this, uh, kind of got to go, go with your hot hands. And I think both, uh, you know, Roshan on that first drive looked uh, pretty impressive. And, you know, Keontae just had a really good game today. What about the closer, Daniel Young, DNP? Daniel Young, he's my guy. I've known him since I've, I've Wrote my first story about him when we did our heart, heart of gold stories while he was in high school. So get get all four of them out there. And before we before we wrap this up, uh, gotta give a shout out. I mean, he may not have gotten any sacks. Give a shout out to Malcolm Roach and Joseph Osai for getting those hands on a couple of kicks. Those turned out to be crucial. I mean, I I, I think Osai. He's everywhere. It's he's a man. He's a man. He's everywhere. I mean, right now, I think you might have to put him up for defensive MVP. The, the On this team, for sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, gets a gets a, gets a a massive field goal block there to, to stun Kansas right before halftime. But Malcolm, you know Malcolm came into this game feeling like, I got to make a play. Suspended for the first half because of the targeting penalty last week against OU. So, you know... You know he wanted to do something big, and and blocking a, a crucial PAT that Deshaun Jameson scooped and and scored uh, ninety eight yards the other way turned big, out to be big two moment. points they needed. Oh sir. my God, big big momentum turn at that time, and really swung the momentum in Texas's favor because Texas got the ball back and scored on their next drive, went up by ten. Of course, that went away, but still big momentum point at that time. Well, if I'm gonna go around the room, what's what's the point of emphasis this week in practice, Brian? Starting with you. Oh, man. You know, I'd like to say defense, but, you know, this team only has one sack in three games. I mean, that's just that's just not enough. Um, if they are not bringing pressure via the blitz, they're not getting any pressure at all. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to the defensive line. The problem is if you do that, you leave the back end exposed, and we've seen how that's working out. So I, I don't know what the right answer is, and, and I bet you that Herman and Orlando aren't sure either. Look, Texas hit a three at the buzzer to beat Kansas. I don't know what y'all are complaining about. <laughs> we, we if shocked. only. I was shocked you could say that. Uh, you know, like Brian said, I mean, this defense, I don't know if it's fixable, but you can definitely get better. And they're going to have to get better because, I mean, I'm not as uh, worried about the numbers with you know, TCU beating Kansas or, you know, I still don't think Baylor's that great of a team. So, I mean, I, I still think Texas is favored in a lot of these games going forward, but they're going to have to get better on defense because, you know, they can lose if they're going to, you know, play like this. Real quick, my, my biggest issue, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, especially in these podcasts, it's where they have to play these games, at Fort Worth, at Ames, Iowa, and at Waco. I think that's going to be a big killer much as anything else. And if they can stink it up defensively here at home, we know they can stink it up defensively on the road. Uh, my biggest takeaway is got to get healthy. Got to get Caden Stearns back. Mm-hmm. Got 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 to get those guys back. Josh Thompson. Those those are those are warm bodies that that are that are real guys that need to be back in that lineup because they just aren't good enough to to strap up their belt and, and play with lesser numbers than they're playing with. And and their some offense is much better than Kansas. Than than um, that they're going to become having to come up with to play against Iowa State's not a great offense, but they always play them well in Ames, 
and we know Baylor's on a run. Baylor's very confident. They've won two big road games. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. Once again, Texas is a, uh, a thrilling winner, 50-48 to 48 over those 2-5 and five Kansas Jayhawks. For Cedric Golden, Danny Davis, I'm Brian Davis. We'll talk to you next time. Mr.